Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall, and I'm with my guys Mike and Robbie to talk some kicks. And it's a little bit of a special episode. Episode 100. So, how you guys doing tonight? Man, I'm feeling good. We got, we got to 100 episodes, and I think it's pretty close to... You know, at least to the month, exactly a year to when we start the podcast. So this is pretty cool all the way around. I was really hoping you'd like toy with everybody and say, we have an announcement. We're getting married. All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the 100th episode, which is definitely a celebratory occasion. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to everybody for uh, for supporting. I mean, it's crazy that we were able to do basically two a week for an entire year. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just kind of blown away. But um, as always, we want to shout out a, a, a review. Um, this review comes from JC, or it looks like J Crea, uh, JC R E A. Uh, great content, but could be polished up. Hey guys, you mentioned that you weren't seeing many reviews lately, so I thought I'd reach out. First, one of the reasons you might not be getting reviews is because people like me listen on Spotify or other apps that don't let you provide feedback. The part I like about the podcast is the content and the knowledge you collectively present. The part that could be improved is the production quality. If y'all are really serious about keeping this going, I'd recommend everyone investing in quality mics and audio recording software. It would also help to do rehearsal beforehand so everything flows smoothly. There are episodes that would be benefit greatly from visuals, be it your YouTube channel or blog or website. I tell you these things from a perspective of someone who's dabbed in sneaker podcasting and has learned from my own mistakes. I also think should you sharpen the production quality and add visual components would significantly up your game. Hope this is helpful. Looking forward to the next episode. You know, that's great feedback. We really, really appreciate um, the, the honesty there. And I, I think like these are things that we're, we're definitely aware of and want to work on as we move forward. Um, but we thank you for uh, hopping off of your usual platform and leaving us a review on iTunes. As you mentioned, it's kind of the only place that we can actually get these reviews. So um, we appreciate everybody that does take the time to hop over to iTunes and leave a review, regardless of, of what platform you do listen on. So, yeah, that was actually really like a well thought out, you know, comment and some some great feedback so appreciate it let me clarify though we already have a quality mic he just spoke (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, there's challenges that present themselves on the fly while recording it feels like every time we switch it's good and then this it'll have a little blip of uh technical difficulties so we're always trying and we'll keep mixing up different platforms of recording to try to make it as good as we can for anybody who listens. But thanks for so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to switch platforms. I know a lot of people won't go from Twitter to Instagram, for God's sake. So um, (laughs) it's really cool to take the time. And we appreciate the thought out and a thorough comment. It's all, all honesty. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, it just goes to show like the type of people that are listening. And I really appreciate everybody just, you know, rocking with us for an hour or two each week, whether you're listening to one episode or two episodes a week, you know, we're typically pushing right around 45 minutes to an hour every episode. And 
Um, on top of that, switching platforms is, uh, to, you know, to leave us a review. I, I'm super thankful for that. So, um, so for, for our hundredth episode, our one year anniversary, if you will, um, I'm not going to announce that we're all getting married or anything like that. Sorry, Robbie. But um, I do think that uh, we should we should look at the top, let's say the top 10 uh, most listened to episodes. And we'll just run through them real quick. Um, starting with, no surprise, our history lesson episode with uh, MJO23 Dan Marvin and Mr. Unloved Ones, Kenneth, um, discussing the airship and the Air Jordan one. And I mean, this is one of my favorite episodes, so I'm glad that a lot of people, uh, seem to agree that this was a good one. What do you guys, what do you guys have to say about this one? Yeah, I love that episode. They dropped so much knowledge on me. It was ridiculous. It was fun just to sit back and listen at that point. We're going to keep trying to get more people in the gang to pile in like that. It was a lot of fun having all the heads in the pot um, really help put something delicious together for everybody. So I'm very happy to see that other people enjoyed that episode. Thanks for listening to it. Yeah, I I agree. I I learned a lot on that one. Um, It's a little bit challenging to have so many people talking, but I think it – turned out much better than I anticipated. I was pretty worried about like, you know, talking over each other and not everybody having enough time to speak, but I think it turned out really, really good. So, um, number two was the most searched sneakers of 2019, according to Google. Um, this is just a weird list and I'm surprised that so many people listen to this episode, but, uh, maybe it was the post Malone thumbnail that I used. What do you guys think? (laughs) <laughs> clickbait we got a man with the post malone and they stayed for the the crazy list we put out what i thought is funny about that post malone comment is i was watching tv and he came up in two commercials in a row a doritos commercial and a Bud Light commercial like back to back so maybe we should start having post malone as the thumbnail to every episode just for that good old clickbait you know what? Post Malone, just come record with us. I mean, you're just hanging out, getting a face tattoo, so it's cool. No, I hate Post yeah. Malone. I can't stand that. <laughs> oh, no, come on. I like the well, guy. sideways quick. Yeah. I, he, uh, we'll just do an episode. Robbie, Robbie can set that one out. I, I would love to talk to him about speakers, man. That dude is wild, though, because obviously he's got a pretty unique sound. And uh, this is a little off topic from from the from the list of the, the most popular shows, but he's uh, he's actually really incredibly musically talented. If you ever want to see like his actual talent, as opposed to like you know kind of the the Doritos commercials and the Bud Light commercials and stuff, just look up some of the covers that he's sang over the years on YouTube. It's really impressive. But I digress. Um, <laughs> So the third one was Travis Scott and the Nike Dunk and the 2020 Air Jordan retro releases. So this one was uh, mid-January. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not like blown away by Travis Scott and the Dunks and all this trend. So I don't know. I guess I expected it to this one to do well, but I didn't expect it to be one of our you know top three episodes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was one of those ones that I mean. Dunks were such a are not were are such a hot topic again that it just uh, I think that was good timing. I mean, I like the fact that when we speak about it, we're not really too uh, you know enamored or you know jaded by the releases that we can speak honestly honestly about them and you know you know say our, our true thoughts. So hey, if people enjoy that. Thank you for for listening to our. Uh, a crazy thought process. <laughs> that episode can be summed up by the American poet, Missy Elliott. I'm not a prostitute, but I could give you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's um, with Dunks and Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to go down deeper into that rabbit hole. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> Um, so, uh, number four on the most popular episodes so far, uh, remembering Kobe Bryant, his legacy and his impact on basketball sneakers, obviously a tough one, but, um, 
What do you guys think about this one? I mean, I mean, I don't. There's not much to say about it. I mean, we were all not only us on the podcast, but everybody who listens, everyone who's into sneakers and basketball. I mean, we all were just fans of Kobe. Even if you hated him because he destroyed your team, you were still a fan of his. You know who he was, and just being able to sit and talk about it, remember him with with friends. While that's such a you know hard time of the world losing him, um, even if it wasn't a top ten list, and I think it'd still be one of my favorites. Yeah, I had um, a hard time talking about it, and then um, Tom Cruise came down as and um, shined his light, and I connectivity issues. I'm not making that up, so I, I couldn't process it and so my computer couldn't process it so i didn't really get too much in that conversation but um myself and my intimate thoughts know how i feel about that but um thanks for everybody to coming together and listening to that episode yeah most definitely um what are we at number number five here uh kylie jenner wearing sb dunks uh obviously i don't know well, Maybe we should I mean, just talk about dunks every week. <laughs> well, your piece that you wrote to coincide with that one, Nick, I mean, that was like the perfect combination. So I think we have to, we have to give your writing some some props on why this one did so well. I, I mean, well, I appreciate it. I, I don't know that it um, – I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like we got to look at the glass half full. And I think, you know, her and her – you know, gazillions of followers getting to see something that they might not have seen and, and bringing new energy to sneakers is, is always going to be a good thing, no matter who that person is. I know that's blasphemous to say as someone who's old and grew up watching Michael Jordan, but you know, I, I look at this kind of stuff as like, you know, how, how do you reinterpret those stories. Right. And if it's Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott and whomever else, then, Hey, at least, at least there's a a younger audience that's getting excited about this stuff that, um, eventually they're going to need to know the story behind it so they can come listen to the podcast or come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. (laughs) That was one of my favorite topic points because it was an angle I would not have thought of if it wasn't for the great Nick here. And I'm going to leave it on that so I give them less of a choppy transition to the next episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 2020 sneaker resolutions and releases we're excited about. So obviously we did this one right around the, the, the first of the year. Um, I thought I, I love doing these kind of things because I think that uh, we can challenge the way we all think, you know, whether it's just the three of us talking or everybody that's listening I think like putting out there things that we'd like to see change or things that we can actually change ourselves about the way we're approaching things. Um, whether that's, you know, buying less shoes or buying more shoes or, you know, better organizing or any, any of the things that go along with it, you know, like just telling people that you like their kicks is, is such a powerful thing that I think we all, um, overlook. So this is always one of the things that I'm, I'm really a, I appreciate that everybody liked this episode so much because, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one thing that I think people can feel like we're preaching at them when we're talking about these kind of topics. So glad to see this one on the list. Yeah. I, you know what, I need to go back and listen to that episode myself to uh, remember my, uh, my sneaker resolutions. Cause, uh, I don't know if I'm abiding by them right now, but I need to double check. <laughs> Robbie, you're on mute. He's talking to himself on mute. <laughs> no, I just think my opinions are better. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm pretty sure the uniform thought was to try to buy less shoes, and Nick is holding steadfast to that while Mike and I kind of fall behind in that race. Oh, <laughs> faltering. <laughs> hey, you, guys have been, you guys have been getting some good deals, though. So, I yeah. I'm just going to have to really um, come through strong the second week of March through April. <laughs> when you say come through strong, you mean you're going to buy up everything and just shut it down or just not buy a thing? Yeah, I'm going to try to shut it down, shut it down. Okay. 
All right. All right. Like Terminator 2 and Molten Lava. I mean, Molten <laughs> Shut it down. But... But he, but he says he's gonna be back. So, what does that mean? Like that's Terminator One. I'm talking like the liquid Terminator, like the the shapeshifter T well, two. He still comes back. He's like 100 years old. He still came back. So you, that means you coming back too. <laughs> oh man. Um, so uh, the next one on the list is actually uh, a pretty good one. I I actually really appreciated listening to your conversation with Jordy Geller of Shuseum, uh, Robbie. So this was uh, episode 80. So um, I guess this happened in like November, December, early December. Um, But obviously there was a lot of crazy stuff about to head to eBay. Um, But just just the conversation was really dope. And it was it was cool that you were able to connect with them to do this. Yeah, man, that was a solid interview. That was a great listen. Um, Your interview skills are solid, bro. Like keep those coming. We've been trying to get together to do another one and or it's more stuff, but um, family and young ones are full-time jobs. So um, TBD, but that was a really fun one to do. And um, it's always a pleasure walking through the studio because there's something you've never seen and you go into like story mode and then like an hour and a half has gone by and you're like, oh crap, okay, let's record something. So um, it's an- <laughs> next time we do it. Uh, the next next one on the list is uh, Off-White, Dior, Chinese New Year, Paris And more limited edition Air Jordan releases So obviously there was a lot of buzz going around with this Like the the, the, the yellow Off-White samples the, the Dior stuff This was like early on in the Dior stuff So it was like the first look that we got at them um, Not surprising that it's popular I think this is kind of like the stuff that we're all always looking at As like, how does this shit happen? And why or will they ever make this stuff in a way that we want or that we can afford so it relates to everybody in my opinion <laughs> um dior just announced on their website like earlier today that um look for it in april when pop-ups and in-store dior will start happening but um i think that's an episode where a lot of people can relate to how we were feeling and what we were saying because um as much as we like to flex on the gram um, once things start costing that much, the flexors and flexies start getting separated. So that was a really fun conversation. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's that's a good way of, of putting it. Um, next on the list was the complete list of NBA All-Star Weekend sneaker releases. Obviously, All-Star Weekend's most important, probably most important, you know, week, two weeks of the sneaker world for the entire year. So not a surprise that this was on the list. There we go. Uh, last but not least on the top 10 uh, most listened to episodes is uh, another interview that Robbie did with uh, Terrence Watson up there in Portland. Um, this was dope too because it really kind of gives some, shines some light into how much work goes into getting a job in the sneaker business, right? That was like, this was, I thought this one was great because of that. So hopefully people got a got that out of listening to this whenever that dropped a couple months back yeah i mean just another good interview by robbie and then it's a lot of good information hopefully people who listen to it who aspire to be in that world can get a, like a good real world view of it as opposed to some kind of you know the glamorized things they they think they see so i think it was a good definitely good episode for the world to see yeah um it's really hard to get a job in the footwear industry full time at the brand of your dreams. And that's something I strive for all the time. So he's definitely an inspiration and a hang out with him every week. So a really good friend. Um, we've been trying to find ways to talk about other shoe things. Just, uh, there's only so much you can talk about with your work that you can and can't say. So, uh, more to come on that, but that was probably my favorite episode of all the bunch. Nice. So that said, obviously let us know what your favorite episode is. Drop us a comment on Twitter, Instagram. Um, On top of that, really, I would love to know what people, I would love to know who people think we should have sponsor the podcast. One of my goals this year is to bring on like an actual sponsor so we can 
you know, use that money to upgrade equipment and, you know, get better platforms to record through and all of those things. So I would love to know what brands you think should be sponsoring the sneaker history podcast. You can let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, or, or wherever is easiest for you. But we'd love to get that feedback directly from, from those of you that are listening right now, because I don't want to bring in somebody that makes it feel weird. You know, I'm, I'm hesitant to do that because I just like talking to you guys on here. And I like, you know, talking to people about the podcast in person. So I'm really hesitant, but if people have some ideas, I would love to hear that. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, you want to talk about like this, the, the, the best sneaker releases of what March? Yeah. Yeah. We got a, look like we got a good amount of them coming through and, and it looks like it, it cooled down for the end of February. We're going to start up with March pretty, uh, pretty quickly and I think the first thing we got coming up was this week in the seventh. They didn't cool uh, down though. They had the Travis Scott's last weekend that none of us got. I, that means it was ice cold because I couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. We got a couple things coming out. Um I think one that is not talked about nearly as much. I mean, I think this one's actually may have already released. It didn't have a, a date, but I think it's released with the uh, Japanese Kobe beef inspired ASIC gel light three. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Look like it's all like, like all like Vachetta tan almost that, that particular leather, that real soft leather. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Right. Cause I don't really understand the, the reference, not a clue. The reference. Yeah. <laughs> It does look like one of the like veg tan, you know, shoes that came out. Cause like those are like super trendy, like over the past few mm-hmm. years. Right. So it seems like we're just repeating history on this one. Yeah. Um, we don't want that Robbie, you know, he's, he's like, move along. <laughs> I really like the job uh, three. I mean, of all the ASICs on earth, that is, I would even say out of all the running shoe brands, that have a lifestyle looking shoe. The gel light three is my favorite of all of them. So, um, right. I'm kind of over that tan. It's not, it's been done a lot, but, um, every colorway has been done a lot. So why are we even bitching about it? It's like nothing's really <laughs> new. Um, but just, yeah, if I had to have a, a gun stuck to my head and told buy a pair of a six, I'm like, all right, give me gel lights threes. So, I like- <laughs> Well, shoot. Well, we got that. And then from uh, moving on from ASIC back to uh, good old Jordan brand, we have the, uh, I think it's a women's exclusive, but it's a Jordan 2 multicolor or they call it the Rivals Pack, which has been pretty, pretty popular with basically putting colorways mixed together with Jordan's Rivals where you see the Lakers colors, Knicks colors, uh, you had the Seattle Supersonic color, you had Blazer color. So um, I'm not the biggest two fan when it comes to like the mid tops, like the low tops better, but this one seems a bit busy. Um, but I'm hearing it's going to be limited. So that can mean, of course, people are going to, you know, they're going to say they love twos for a day just to make sure they get that limited, limited release. What you think about this one? I mean, so the Jordan two, I have owned, I brought this up in the past. I've owned more than a couple pairs and I always end up, getting rid of them because they're just not comfortable to my feet. With that said, the second I see a quilted pattern on the two, I love it. And the shoe as a whole is not for me, but that quilted segment of red leather around the ankle on the left shoe is fire. Like if I would like to see them not mix match it and have it be this one color of shoe. Um, Actually, yeah, they're mismatched. One has a green toe, one has a red toe. I don't like that. It's too much going on in this sense. Um, they could have done like a blue the great type deal where it's just a lot of bright colors and all, but they match and it's digestible. This, with all the textures and patterns, and I think I see satin on there. Um you know, maybe the ladies, they did some marketing uh, research and saw that after some 
you know, poignant questioning. Ladies like more textures than guys. I don't know, but uh, that's that's a hard pass, even if it was in my size. Same for me. Just a little, little too much going on. Yeah, I think they're going to sit personally, even if they are limited. I feel like they're going to sit um, because, eh, like Robbie said, the, the quilted part's the best part of the sneaker. Everything else can kind of be eh. Uh, let's see there. That was March fifth. Looks like on the following day, March sixth, we get a. LeBron 7 Fairfax, which was the PE that released 10 years ago that we're finally getting a wide release. Um, me personally, I know Robbie feels the same. and I know Nick likes the LeBron 7 as well, but I will definitely try to pick one up. But at the rate LeBron 7s are going, I may be able to wait for just a smidgen bit of time um, to get it for maybe a, maybe a couple dollars off. But I know the bigger size go pretty quickly. I think a lot of like hoopers, like high school and uh, high school and college players definitely bodies to play in. So um, I don't know. I think they're going to sit for a little bit like the others have, but just I guess it depends on what size is. So the Fairfax 7, right? Yeah. So I can't be the first person to have this thought. Um, that's a shoe that when it was a sample, if you would have told me that I had the option to buy it for $200 – Three years ago, I would have jumped on it like a hot cake, mm-hmm. eating it up. But now that I know I could probably get it at max 50 bucks over retail if I really need to have it, I just don't like the patent leather mud guard. And that was a big part of the LeBron 7 is the inspiration of the Jordan 11 and having that you know contrast with the patent mud guard. But I just... It's not nearly as wearable in 2020 to be strutting around in full-length Air Max and patent leather toe. So it's, it's harder for me to rock on the casual, which is what I would be buying them for. Um, but just now that I know I can have it, I really don't want it as much. Like There's many other LeBron 7s I am hot and bothered to get, and this just really isn't one of them. It's still a good shoe, though, just not... Um, talk to me if I find it on sale. <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, I think that the LeBron seven is one of those shoes that almost any colorway, any tasteful colorway is going to look good on it. Um, I'm not like a crazy fan of the patent leather. I do think it looks good on that shoe more than most shoes. Um, but I don't think this is like of of all the of all the PEs of the LeBron Seven that are out there. This is definitely not one that's really ever been on my list of like must haves. Um, now, if it's on sale for you know thirty percent off or something, or you know somewhere close to retail maybe, and it's just sitting, I could see myself picking a pair up. But otherwise, I'm gonna name most of sneakers on sale podcast because we all about buying something on sale. Every last one of us. <laughs> hey, that's part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I paid full price for the that seven all stars. You did, but it's just not just. It's the mud guard, like the black on black. It's just it's it's not as wearable as I would like it to be. Ten years oh, yeah. after its initial release, or I guess. Yeah. No, you're release, right. Like yeah. I, when I see that, when I see that particular LeBron Seven, like I want to have it to just add to the collection. But I envision like 2010 people wearing like super long, you know, jorts with you know the matching shirt and, and, and baseball cap. So yeah, it's not not as a uh, not as wearable today. Yeah, some elite sock V one hundred percent bottom. You know. All right. Which I. I have a pair of Elite Sock V1s on as I talk shit about them. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at a pair. I don't have them on. I'm just looking at my pile of socks here. There's definitely uh, like two pairs of them. So they're still good for basketball. All right. So next on our list is kind of – I don't think anybody was asking for this, but I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. But Adidas is bringing back their old bounce technology to – um, introduce a new model called the Micro Bounce T1 that releases on 3.6 as well. Um, this is in that same category of like 
Nike shocks. Uh, we, we don't need it back. Um, I had a pair of, you know, bounce sneakers back in high school and, uh, I don't ever wish I had them again. So I don't know how you guys feel about these, but these are a no go for me. I, I mean, these are going to be sitting and going to be on those finish line or yeah, the finish line shelves for, you know, forty nine ninety nine in the next two months. And they're working rocks. Yeah. I don't, nah. I don't, <laughs> not that extreme for me i definitely i definitely like the, the colorway on it but i could just i just don't see any reason to bring back this kind of stuff i, I mean the, the bounce technology is not the most comfortable in my opinion it's kind of like nike shocks i'm just not a fan of it i'm not a fan of either of those so um, i i'm not really interested in, in any of the colorways of this coming back even though they are pretty good crazy but it's like the climate cool stuff. It's like that was in a capsule and it should be buried about 2007 and uh, not dug back up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least the climate cool stuff can be kind of relevant now as a, as a performance model, not necessarily casual model, but this, there's just no reason for this because this is one of those, I feel like novelty technologies that just didn't do anything. Just like the, the blades and, of course, the the shocks. The, I'm talking just climate cool shoes. The the shirts, those are some of the most comfortable workout shirts I've ever worn. Were the climate cool t-shirts? Oh, okay, okay. You just talked about all the shoes. Gotcha, gotcha. The gotcha. shoes, forget that. Like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So I'm sure uh, I'm going to hear from Robbie on Saturday for this next one. But this is going to be the Jordan Three UNC. Uh, Pairs coming out and it's going to utilize that uh, redesign or yeah, I guess the redesign they've done to make it closer to the original shape of the Jordan three with the lower cut of the elephant print, the um, reduced padding on a tongue tongue where you can't see it when you look at the front of it and the higher ankle color that makes sure that the plastic piece doesn't destroy your Achilles. So um, these are clean. Actually, I might be a few, who think this, but I actually like it with the jump man on there as opposed to the UNC patch. Um, because I mean, I, UNC is cool. I'm not like the, I didn't go to UNC. I'm not a huge UNC like fan, I like watching play ball. But for someone who's just like, I like Jordans and I appreciate the, the story behind it. I like the Jordan, um, branding on the top. I'm with you. My Duke nation. I'm about to take you. <laughs> they do not say Tar Heel or UNC anywhere on them. And I can now entertain the shoe because of that. If these bad boys are sitting on somebody's swoosh account, like on Wednesday of next week, best believe I'm going to be buying these. Like they're just super clean. Like it took me a while. And I, you Mike, you made up a lot of good, um, a lot of good redesign points, but a big one to me is the toe. So the mud guard elephant area, the proportion is different on the toe and it just fits better. And it looks more, um, it looks more, it doesn't matter. It looks more aerodynamic. It looks more, uh, headed. It looks, it looks better. <laughs> I like it. But, um, these threes, man, like they're a problem. I love Jordan threes. I don't really talk about them all that much. But um, threes are up there for me, like many people. So if these are on sale, you will see a post on about Friday or Saturday when they get delivered, and I'm going to be having them. The only thing <laughs> I didn't like about these is I wish the outsole was like the, the Carolina blue as well. I wish it was navy. That's my only – or navy, yeah. That would have been dope too. Uh, I just wish the outsole was was a different color. But I mean, I'm being super, super picky with it. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, they could have got the UNC branding. Would have been dope. They did a uh, translucent with UNC logo oh, on the bottom. Um, I'm really happy you brought yeah. that up, and you brought up the patch earlier. Um, support the sneaker community. If you know somebody or you've seen somebody on Instagram, uh, don't be afraid to reach out and say, "Hey, can you do that patch for my shoes too?" You're giving somebody who's trying to make a hustle some business. You're making yourself something that maybe somebody else on earth has, but for the most part, nobody else does. And it's a special little thing for yourself. Like 
make the investment if you want it to have the big old, you know, either the RAM or the actual heel logo or just the UNC logo. Um, go get it done. Make your dreams come true. Go support somebody. Go do it. I, I, I like that approach. Hey, is, don't be scared to be different. <laughs> so uh, on that note, um, speaking of customizing your shoes, uh, everyone should just go buy a pair of white on white Air Force Ones or black on black Air Force Ones and then paint the Supreme box logo on the heel, right? Bro, they're supposed to be really easy to get. And they're going to be restocked all the time, apparently. So I think that's the dopest part. Like, do I want to fuss over a Supreme Air Force One? No. Do I want a pair if I can go cop it on day? Yes. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, screw the naysayers. If, if, If I can just go and buy it, like, I am not a Supreme collector. I'm a Supreme wearer. So it's like, if I can go no hassle into getting a product I like, Screw you! I'm buying it. It's like, <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I mean, I'm not a supreme person at all. Like, I've never, except for a couple of the North Face jackets, I've never really been like, "Ooh, this is really cool." I've never been a supreme guy. Um, but Robert brings up a good point of, "Hey, there are going to be a lot of these." So, I think it's really cool for the kids out there who can never get their hands on a supreme because of those, uh, those very nice people who buy up all the supply just to resell it for gangs of money. Um, hopefully they'll be able to get a pair of it, even though it's a kind of a plain Supreme item, but I know that box logo means something to a lot of people. So man, uh, good luck to you. I hope you, I hope you have a shot at getting it uh, for those who actually want it. And like Robbie, you want to wear it, want to, you know, appreciate it. So uh, more power to you. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, they lost me at air force one, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have me a little red box saying Supreme on the back, though. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about? <laughs> I know, I know. We're we're I think collectively all, for the most part, moved past foam posits. What do you guys think about the white, uh, like the all white foam posits with the pros with the the kind of like that black, black upper, like lace area with the red swoosh on them? Did you see them? Yeah, if you were to release the pearls, um, maybe I'll talk to you. These just look really, they look unfinished, if that makes any sense. They just, they look like they're just kind of like, hey, we got these extra foam pros, let's just slap them into a box and call it a day. But I think with all that effort, they could just re-release the foam positive uh, pro pearls, and I think I may have considered it. 230. 230. Uh, oh god yeah they're too much with that <laughs> in mind these are my favorite of and after the last six these are my favorite i really liked the all-star release that were gray and it had the patch swoosh the phone positive mm-hmm. pro you remember wow. i thought that mm-hmm. was super cool yeah. these look like they're within the same kind of uh genus if they're animals um, like this could be really great for customizing. Um, it's, I think it's clean, uh, just 230. Like I could go, <laughs> yeah, 230. No, no. Yeah. I mean, the white outsole just kills it to me. I mean, I'm looking at it again. I mean, there's some, there's some redeeming qualities, but the white swoosh and white outsole, just there's so much lack. There's lack of contrast, and it just makes it look bleh. That's fair. What uh, what's next here? So I don't know if there's if if you guys have seen pictures um of the Kawaii nine nine seven sunsets. Did you see those yet? The New Balances. Hmm. No, I saw the Omnis. I didn't see so, the 997s. Um, it's basically like they're doing a whole sunset pack, I think. And the 997, it's like the 997 Sport. So it has like the big like end cap reveal thing. It's basically like a black. It almost looks like uh, the the tuned tuned air. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Five of like orange to red fade kind of stuff. Um, 
it's, it's actually kind of dope looking. The only thing I don't like about it is like the stripes on the New Balance logo. But I think without that, I would totally rock these. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I like the nine nine seven a lot, especially in that uh, the sport where it has that that split sole that makes like a big in cap reveal. Uh, nice shoe. I think I just don't want the colorway because you you said it yourself. It remnants of the the tuned air, and I mean, I already have a pair of those and. I feel like there's very specific shoes. Sometimes they just have colorways that are just for them. And I think the tune there is that colorway is just for that shoe. Just That's just to me, though. Nick, you hit it right on the nail with that New Balance Stripes logo. That's just it's, – it's a boner kill. It's, it's like I'm right there, and then it just – it's gone. So, yeah, no go. I saw the, uh, was it like the, what's the pre- Presto, Proto React? No, not, uh, sorry, Presto, the React Presto. Presto the new, yeah, yeah, React Presto is coming out in that pistachio frost kind of weirdness. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I still am curious to try a pair of those shoes, so I'm mentioning it. I think it comes out. Um, it's a cool colorway. Um, I still own the was it the Chatty Matadors, which is super comfortable. Um, my advice on these is not that it's a bad shoe whatsoever. Just wait thirty days; they'll be on sale for ninety nine bucks. I love. That's probably a good point. I love love the Presto React. It's one of the more comfortable shoes. But let me tell you, you cannot wear it with a bike ride like there's a big kind of gap in the arch and it has this really weird like caved outsole so when you try to pedal a bike they slip and it doesn't fit right other than that they're fantastic yeah so uh next up i want to switch it up a little bit um because we don't really talk about yeezys but I know they're doing like the the Desert Sage 350 and then the 380. I forget the name that they're using, but it's like Mist. Is it Mist? I think it's Mist. Yeah, is it Alien? Well, I guess Alien was the first color, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are any of the new Yeezys going to be on your guys' like cop list this month? Um. Actually, I like that uh, 380. It's just one of those things. It's not on my cop list because I, I just I don't feel like really from disappointment because it's so difficult to get the new models. Between that one and the 700 V3, it's next to impossible to get your hands on. Does the, the only $230 price point change things? Oh, 200, oh, well, then no, I can buy something else. There's something else I'm, my eyes are on that I can get a couple of them for $230. Right. It's, it's a pretty tall ask. Um, the Earth pair, those already came out, but that's still a new one. Or maybe they come out this weekend. Um, but the Earth, yeah, last weekend. I think those are still dope. Like, that's the right kind of off color that really the 350 looks great utilizing. <laughs> Um, the, I think the flax ones look pretty cool for the same reason. Um, I could give a crud less, couldn't give a crud less about the quantums. Um, the 700 MNVN, I think is just an abomination that, yeah, that's a no, no, but, uh, the, yeah, the earth and the flax, I think are two, uh, good monochrome colors and a sea full of bad ones. So those are dope all right that's yeah. fair i i still can't i still can't fathom paying two hundred dollars for a pair of 220 230 for a pair of yeezys um so i'm probably gonna pass on all of them, but let, let me play a game with you then nick <laughs> so you'll pay 180 to 200 for an ultra boost this in, in a vacuum but the 220 for a Yeezy boost with just 20 bucks and the upper is something different and you don't have a, I'm only saying this because I know you don't have a pair. So I'm just like, well, if you can find a pair for retail, 
it's not too far <laughs> out of your realm to where it's grossly expensive. But once they're on foot, they're just as comfortable as an ultra boost. I mean, they're not as flexible, but like it's a it's a very comfortable. I could see you having a pair you picked up as a GR next to the front door and just like going and doing stuff in them because they're they're that comfortable and easy to put on. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good point, but I I don't think I also think I I haven't paid full price for an Ultra Boost in quite a while, right? Like they've been on sale pretty heavily for the past year or two, it seems like. So Very it's true. still tough yeah. for me to get to that level. Like if I'm going to spend you know 180 bucks on a shoe, I'd rather it be like something that I'm really into. Um, that I don't have a bunch of stuff, you know, maybe, maybe like a LeBron seven, you know, something that I feel is like, I don't know, more, more substantial in some way. I don't know, but ultra boost seem to be like tired at this point, even though I love them and I wear them pretty regularly. Um, and I think like there, there's been colorways of the Yeezys where I've been like, Oh, I could, I could do that, but I just don't trust. So I'm not going to pay full price for it when they're all over the place. And I don't really trust any of the platforms authenticating them because I've obviously worked for one of these authentication companies and <laughs> I don't trust the process. I don't trust that the process exists anywhere um, without like directly partnering with Adidas at this point, because the shoe is so simple and you know, you can, you can go on Instagram and, and people will follow you trying to sell you fake easies at any moment. So um, I'm kind of just like, eh, yeah, whatever about it. Now, getting out of like the 350 stuff, like I do like the 700. I like the, um, I mean, I kind of like the 380. I just, I just don't think I would end up buying a pair. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, shoes that I would probably spend too much money on. Uh, Reebok question black toes that are coming out with the black black toe and the gold accents. Uh, I don't know if I'm on my own on this one, but definitely, definitely would like to have those. No, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I'll pull a nick on that one to do retail. I like questions a lot. Uh, and that's a super, super clean and just simple colorway. It's like almost like a defining moments pack, but just for the Iversons with the white, black, and gold. Um, so I think that uh, that is a super solid pickup. If I'm able to, you know, if I can't find exactly what I'm looking for this, you know, this coming weekend, it's not a realm of possibilities I won't bring those home. We don't even have to ask Robbie because it's a Reebok, right? So. Yeah, we just can move on. It's like we, we know Robbie's thoughts. Just next. How do I clap? Week. No, Bach boys without like killing them. <laughs> I just know I'm clapping when I say no, Bach boys. Um, they're cool though. This, yeah, it's not for me. All right, so so this month we got at least three, actually four dunks. No, three, right? We've got Safari Dunks, Syracuse, Safari Dunk Lows, Syracuse Dunk Lows, Kentucky Dunk Lows. And I think there was another one that I saw somewhere that I'm forgetting. Well, there's the one that was not until April. Strawberry. There's the strawberry yeah. something. Yeah, that's the, the 420 Dunk. But um, I mean, at this point, it's, it sucks because I think I've heard this before. When I was a kid, it was so hard to get these like dunks that would come out because where I lived, there was just no mar- like there was no market for them. There was no accounts that had them. Then, as now as I'm older, where these things are coming back out, I can actually like have the money to buy them and have the means to find them. They're just getting more expensive, so I'm gonna try to buy the. I'm gonna try to buy each of those. Um, don't know the end result, but uh, I think I would really get two of those. And spend two hundred dollars plus tax as opposed to one Yeezy and spending two thirty, or then one phone positive spending two thirty. That's a great point. You can get two of these, even though the sneaker gods will decide for you that you get zero of three. But um, you could, in theory, get uh, let's not predestine myself for the less. Um, I forgot the Safari ones were dropping. The Air Max Safari and the OG colorway. I have it in the closet. 
one of my favorite shoes to wear. Like when I look at it from afar, I think, oh, that's kind of crazy. But when you look down, that's a great colorway in that specific color usage. I don't want to see like plum, animal print, none of that. And this exact look, I love it. So I'll be trying to get all three of them unapologetically. I, if, I, if I get one of the three, I'll be happy. Um, but the Safari might be my favorite of them. But it's like a, it's, the other two are very close behind. So I, I didn't personally cop any of the Sakai stuff. I do like the waffles. I like the gray pair that came out. Um, it looks like we're going to get an all white and an all black later this month. Either, what do you guys think of these? I actually like these better. I like the kind of the solid color, monochrome colors better than the other ones that were coming out. Um, I still don't really see myself trying for them, but if I had to, someone's like, hey, you can get them at retail. I wouldn't be mad at the, the black and white pair or the black pair with the white midsole. You couldn't give me these. You couldn't give me the waffle trainer, the blazer. I just don't like... Like, I don't think it's original or, like, cool or, like, avant-garde even to have, like, this a shit ton of outsoles stacked up and midsoles, like, and swooshes. It's just, it's, it's, like, the definition of, like, I feel mean saying it this way, but it's, like, oh, we're, we're out of ideas. Let's just, like, stack this shoe three feet tall and call her a day. Like, I just, I just don't like it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I I, uh, I I do think that at first glance, a lot of the stuff that's been coming out, like from these collaborators, especially the ones that are hyped up, are are really like overly simple. Where it's like, come on, you could do better than that, right? But it's it is what it is. We're just just the time we're in. Um, I guess uh, last but not least. The Nike Basketball Oreo Pack coming out on uh, March 16th. Nike Freak 1 Oreo, Kyrie 6, and a PG4 Oreo. So I really like the PG4. The Oreo colorway is probably my favorite so far. So maybe cop? I don't know. It's Um, inexpensive. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll cop when uh, I see, I walk in the house of hoops and bad boys say $69.99. And we'll have a conversation going on. I like the Paul George four Oreo the most of all of them so far too. Um, the plaid one was kind of cool, but I'm just not going to wear a plaid basketball shoe and Gatorade is an instant. No. So of them, I like this Paul George four. I like the design a lot. And I think this is a really good colorway. They do a black and white Paul George every year, almost every basketball shoe. And I think that's just a really good look for it. Anything else on on the radar for for March? Since we pretty much ran through most of the uh, most of the big releases for March. I mean, since we're talking about you know we're talking about Little Supreme earlier, we just got done talking about some Oreo colors, something. So, I mean, it would be a disservice to our our listeners if we didn't bring up the nonsense that is the Supreme Oreo cookie. You got it. <laughs> Any episode isn't complete without ending with a Supreme Oreo cookie, much like a meal. So, I mean, aren't there like two bucks for a pack of two, which typically if you go to a grocery store with a normal snack pack of Oreos are like 60 cents. The profit is killing it with some red Oreos. So I saw some to be okay. Wait, what? I saw some dude just like bake some fucking Oreos and put the Supreme logo. Like they look perfect, but yeah, you can just bake them. But he made his own Oreos. Yes, I'm more impressed by that than more, like. Hold on, I want to meet this guy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Dope. I don't know exactly um, how this worked out, but I saw somewhere that the three pack was going to be eight bucks on Supreme, no. right? It's like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of the normal, uh, you know, hyped up price of things. But then there was like all these stories going around that like a, a box of them sold for $92,000 on eBay and all this stuff. 
And I'm looking on eBay right now, and there's no Supreme Oreos, unless I'm doing something wrong. Well, could they all have been I bought? I can't find <laughs> I can't. There's no way. It, like, it's not that serious, right? I, I would hope not, but could you imagine, like, being, like, you're your collector of Supreme items, you invite some people over for, like, a party. Someone may just have a little bit too much to drink, and um, they get hungry, and someone just breaks open your Supreme Oreos, and you're, uh... You bought them for $92,000 and they're gone. <laughs> You're like, I'll need a fecal sample to get those back in the morning. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> there's too many scenarios where it can go wrong. Like, there's no reason to buy that ever. Just go buy some. There's some red velvet Oreos that are red and white just like those, and you can eat them. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, see, somebody needs to just get the red velvets and customize them with a Supreme logo. Yeah. See, are these even double stuffed right. or are these just like the wimpy single stuff? Like what are we working with here? Imagine paying $92,000 for some regular ass single stuffed Oreos. Ah, slap myself for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I understand the 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 funniness of it, the like commodity of it, the like the craziness of it. Um, and if I walked into to Supreme and they were, they were sitting there, I would definitely get a pack, but it's just so ridiculous. Um, but I think that's also what most people love about Supreme too. So with this being the same vein as those, uh, Travis Scott Reese's puffs that people still try to sell for like 45 bucks a box. When I walked into a grocery store two weeks ago and I saw them, I mean, yeah, I, I I ate my box of Travis Reese's Puffs. I mean, it was I would hope so. just like normal Reese's Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to recuperate their loss. So, <laughs> yeah. But, all right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Let us know what you're looking at copping for the month of March. Obviously, there's quite a few things on the radar so far, and I'm sure we'll be talking about some more as the month goes on. It's what we're two days into it right now. So, um, again, we thank you all for supporting us, for rocking with us for 100 episodes, a full year of, of, of us bantering about sneakers. It's kind of crazy that there's so many people out there listening to us. So um, I'm just really grateful that everybody is um, giving us a couple hours of their week to, to listen. So um, you can find me at Nick Ingvall on all platforms. More importantly, just follow at Sneaker History on all platforms. And uh, guys, let them know how they can find you. Yep. Mike Gillery, you can find me on Sneaker History as well. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. And then on YouTube at Mike Gillery. And yeah, just to kind of echo what Nick said, thank you guys for for rocking with us for 100 episodes, which has been an awesome year for us. And listen to our, you know, our banter or just kind of nonsense. So, you know, appreciate you guys. We're just trying to be a few normal guys who like sneakers and try not to pay retail for them. Yeah, I can't say thank you enough. This has been um, the most fun outlet for sneakers I've had in my life. So it's been a really good time speaking with you two gentlemen and having everybody listen and give all kinds of feedback. So it means a lot. Um, let's follow Sneaker History and make sure you listen for the next 100 episodes. For sure. We appreciate all of you and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See you. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question 
and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.